I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, it's Malls. Welcome to Please Advise, episode 7. I'm very excited because today we have a super special guest. He is the creator and host of Drunk History. He's in four unions, which is kind of impressive. (laughs) It's Derek Waters from Drunk History, who's my boyfriend, by the way, full disclosure. Oh, hey. Hey, cutie. How are you? It's good to see you. It's been like, what, two months? Thanks for the text. Yeah, Yeah, it was nice to hear from you. It's nice to put a a, a text to a face. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm ready. I'm so excited to advise. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. And today we're drinking Pervy tequila just so you know we're doing like a skinny margarita moment mm, so and good. later on we're going to be doing like a blood orange moment we're going to review them but Derek first of all like I just need to know what are you so excited about on the 22nd you mean tomorrow night tomorrow night what's so exciting <laughs> well tomorrow night uh is the new drunk history episode which is Baltimore my hometown and it's a uh, episode that I directed. It stars Charlie Day, Jesse Plemons, Martin Starr, Jason Ritter, Jeffrey Ross. It's fantastic. Thank you. You watched it. It's beyond fantastic. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, my agent sent me a screener. Um, oh, cool. So, babe, should we tell about my experience in yeah. Baltimore? Okay. Well, no, I I'm I'm an open book. Okay, and I'll just say that one night Derek and I went out. I really wanted to know the city. He's looking at me. He's giving me eyes. Like this well, is not. I a have story. eyes. I'm looking at you. But um, <laughs> so I went out with Derek, and there's this beer in Baltimore called Natty Bow, which is fabulous. And we drank like a bunch of them, and then we drank a bunch of Fireball shots, and we um, just kept getting offered offered like they were they were coming to us i don't think we were soliciting them and so like of course like i'm trying to keep up with Derek. um and oh yeah like i'm like fireball fireball well okay like don't be like don't act like you weren't a little bit 
excited. Well, I was you home. Were, I was with were, my girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just, we were having a night out. You were showing me the town. We were about to be on one. Yeah, we were a little bit on, well, so then I got real on one. We went to, like, one last bar, which I still to this day maintain we should not have gone to. <laughs> this was the one night in all of our relationship that I've been, like, out of control. Can we give that, can we give that to me? Yeah, you should underline out of control. Yeah, yeah. we should underline out of control. Right, explain so explain how you got out of control. So we're walking home uh, to the Marriott. Not to brag. <laughs> That's where I put her up. And um, we are, you know, we're walking, we're walking. And then all of a sudden, I see the Lincoln Memorial, which is like one place I've wanted to go my entire life. Because I love Lincoln. I named my first cat after him. Hashtag she's looking at the Towson Library. <laughs> I'm looking at a library. That has a gate in front of it. <laughs> So I'm like, oh, we got to go in. Derek, let's go. And I was, so I'm, I'm start hopping this iron fence and I'm like. Hopping. You like heaved over, <laughs> ripped your jacket and kept running as I'm yelling, Molly, stop. And all That's I'm not hearing, the Lincoln Memorial. All I'm hearing is like, yes, good idea. Let's go for it. Like I literally do not have any recollection of any negative, like any negative behavior around this library all i remember is you being like good idea i'm gonna come with you no in my mind you were actually you you were actually saying that so like that's to the extent i've never been like hallucinating on alcohol so just so you guys know (laughs) i called her she had her cell phone on her maybe 30 times because i was not gonna hop that fence because i knew it was illegal to be over that fence this late at night and I was like, oh, fuck it. And I jumped over the fence in a very strong, manly manner. And I slowly walked, yelling, Molly! <laughs> Molly! As I see this girl laying, like, on the front of the library, thinking she's at the Lincoln Memorial, <laughs> smiling into the sky. And I go, Molly. And she's like, what? I'm like, no, I said hi. Oh, I was like, oh, hi. I was so happy to see you. Yeah. Oh, I decided to show up at the Lincoln Memorial as well. <laughs> so then we walked home. It was walked. Real dramatic. I, I don't know if that was walking. <laughs> I had, I was like holding a, a baby that wanted to run into the candy okay, store. Okay, but like, let's be real, Derek. Let's be really real here. Is I'm in love with you. You're in love with me, but also like, do, I have a good track record. Like, I'm not, like... That was the last time. That was the first and last time you ever saw me fully on one. Which is one advice, even though no one's called with this, don't do shots. Yeah, I, and I made him pinky swear to me that night that he would never let me do a shot again, which we I broke, broke today because... And Wait, to, oh, you know, oh. we did... Derek and I, like, we're kind of like a fun couple. Okay, guys, so we're about to answer some questions. If you want to have your question on the air, please call 323-450-7408. And if your question is especially juicy and you're afraid to have your voice on the air, please email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's PLZ because I'm illiterate. Let's uh, get the first call. Hey, Paul. I'm moving into a new apartment soon with a roommate. The thing is, I haven't had a roommate for several years. And I've never had a great experience with roommates. How do I not fuck this up? Any tips on what to do or what not to do? Thanks and cheers. Okay, so I've only had one positive roommate experience. I had lived with like six girls in college and it was basically a shit show. Like I definitely got called out for like complaining to the landlord about this one girl in our apartment being like super socially maladjusted and I was like why is her mom mailing her mac and cheese from Florida why doesn't she just deposit money into her bank account like that seems like it's more money and like I I involve myself in everyone's business like it's just the case right I'm very nosy yeah the first time I met you I called you uh, nosy Perez yes so we've like you know I get in I get into some some other people's business I attach it to myself probably as a distraction so we don't have to look at my own life but I uh I definitely like I live with girls who only eat sheet cake I read that one of my old roommates from college 
died unexpectedly unexpectedly and like I didn't know um I lived with a distant cousin for a brief period of time but she was like a cokehead and wound up throwing a toaster oven out the window okay Um, really yeah but what advice would you give her well I'm just going over to say that basically it is very difficult to be a good roommate and then when I was maybe 26 I moved in with one of my best friends Sarah And we lived together for two years and we had a lot of fun. And I don't know if I was always the best roommate and that she set down two rules when we moved in. No smoking in the apartment, no Doritos. And I would smoke (laughs) in the apartment all the time, but never, like, never got Doritos. Did you know Sarah Pryor? Yeah, Sarah and I have been friends for like five years. So having a roommate that you already know is a good thing. Well, having a roommate that you already know can be very tricky because it's almost like a business transaction Mm -hmm. because you need to like taking your friendship into like a business level where you're like, I'm just trying to move about the house and like be a human, but also my best friend is here. That's not always advisable, but my, my basic rules in any situation are to be courteous to do your dishes. I never did my dishes. Uh, to know your role in the house, like to establish roles in the house. Like I always would joke that like I was the dad of our apartment and that like I always got everything fixed or I would fix it myself or I would like get the mail or open the door. So I was like the dad in our relationship. And then Sarah, and I would cook a lot, but like Sarah would always do the dishes um, because I like cannot wash a dish. Um, so, I've seen you wash dishes. Well, I'll wash dishes like at your house because of that weird phenomenon where like you want to clean other people's houses, yeah, but you don't want to clean your easier. own. Yeah. yeah so um, those are my only rules. I just think be polite. Like be timely with your payments. You never want money to become an issue. I think that if you feel like you're taking advantage of your roommate, you probably are. And uh, that's about it. That's it. Other than that, don't have a roommate. Derek, you've never had a roommate, right? I had one roommate who uh, I lived in Toronto when I was 19, and she was my older sister named Vicky, and she moved out here um, for a year or so and lived with me for three months. But I lived in a one-bedroom apartment, so it was very uncomfortable, but I knew her very well. We I feel like t- Vicky probably took care of you. She did. Yeah. She's older than me. She took care of me. I liked it, but I've never had a roommate, which frightens. I think you should have roommates in life because, A, I imagine it motivates you because yeah. you're fine watching TV six hours by yourself, but you're not fine watching TV for six hours if somebody's watching. My advice, coming from a guy who's only had a roommate that was my friend for a couple of months is tell them what you love and tell them what you hate right off the bat. Absolutely. That's for sure. Babe, that's smart advice. You said that much more succinctly than I, like I went on a 20 minute rant about how these fat girls used to eat cheat cake in my apartment. Let's get our next call. Hey Molly, you are pretty fucking awesome. I just gotta say, um, I'm from, well, outside of Cleveland, I'm selling wine. Um, I'm loving it, but I'm also not loving it. I am really dying to be a stand-up comedian, as I've always kind of dreamed and hoped and wanted to be. I tried. I worked at an improv comedy club, and I just it got really hard, and I did some stand-up. And the Cleveland community for stand-up is really terrible. It's awful. So anyway, my question in summary is, I want to do something in entertainment and comedy. I also want to start my own podcast. I've been inspired by you and a lot of other amazing females that are out there right now doing podcasts. I just need to know, do you think that it's possible for me to pursue something like this from Cleveland and from Ohio rather than living somewhere like L.A. or New York City or Chicago? I don't want to leave Cleveland. I love Cleveland. It's my home. It's where my family is, and it's where I love, so... I'm not saying that I wouldn't be willing to move in the future, but for right now, I think it would be pretty difficult for me. You are the bomb, girl. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep living your life. Keep being sweet and beautiful and awesome. Thank you. Please advise. Mm, We went through all four seasons with Autumn. Yes, Autumn. uh, Very, very wordy message, but we're we're proud to have you on. Thanks for the, the support, by the way. You are very supportive, and I think that... You should be sending me free wine. Um, but that's beside the point. I um, 
I don't know. Derek, I have like three answers to this question. What do you think? I have a lot of uh, responses to it. Okay. One, Autumn, um, God bless you for your passion. Yeah. Um, uh, your question of can you do what Molly does in Los Angeles, in Cleveland? Hell yeah. This, there are a lot of negative things about social media and technology right now, but one of the positives is that you can put your voice out there. And the most, I think the best advice that I'm going to offer to sweet, subtle Autumn <laughs> is be you, yeah. focus on you, and it's never too late to do your dreams. Absolutely. Never. And the, I, I think that Derek's exactly right. I think that the YouTube channel way is the way to go. That's why I started vlogging and doing all the stuff that I did throughout my 20s. Um that's how I started. And that's how Derek started. Drunk History was a web series before it was anything, right? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I found that I had a really difficult time in the LA stand-up scene just because I came from Boston where stand-up is, you know, it's a tough crowd in a different way. And I I, I would rather earn someone's affection rather, rather than uh, come in with everyone being affectionate and then losing you. So I always found the Boston scene much more challenging. If you're, if you are interested in moving to Boston, it's not a bad idea if you want to pursue comedy. There's so many things you can do to get your voice out there right now. I mean, you see people all the time. Like I think Kelly Oxford is a great example, which she was like a mom in Canada and she now has, you know, books and she's sold TV shows and she's going to be on the pod next week. So if you want to call back, that'll be great. But um, yeah, I think that I think that you can do this from home and become become the big deal that you want to become. Just be you, Autumn. Just be you, girl. Okay, next call. Hey, girl. You're the reason I joined Tumblr five years ago. Love your shit. You go. Um, I am kind of at a crossroads. I'm 23. I live in New Orleans. I have a master's degree in my chosen field, and I love it. I have this dream job. Um, my life is in all aspects pretty great, but unfortunately my position is grant funded and ends at the end of August and my next job wouldn't be able to start until January. Um, my lease also ends in August. So I'm just trying to figure out, should I stay? Should I go? Love New Orleans. It's crazy. It's so much fun, but like it's also fucking hard to live here, man. Like there's cockroaches and it's really, it's just fucking humid. So I'm trying to figure out if I should go back to Baltimore where I have family or maybe move out to Denver because I'm just kind of like a stoner who likes to be in the woods and the mountains. Um, really just can't figure out a next move. So just looking for some kind of objective something. Thanks, girl. Hey, girl. So thanks so much for saying that I introduced you to Tumblr. Um, maybe I'm like kind of your Julia Allison. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you know who that is, Derek? No idea. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of like dig that you're an overeducated stoner living in New Orleans. I've always wanted to visit there. It sounds like a lot of fun, but I think that your problem is like rooted in your indecisiveness, which I find to be something that like happens to people that stay in school a little too long because school is a great four to six year insulation bubble for you to become a human in because after high school you don't know how to be a human but you're not ready to be an adult yet so a lot of people just go into this bubble and it's nice I like it I had so much fun in college very thankful for it but um yeah I think that you stayed in school too long and because of that never had to become an adult who made decisions about your life um I never went to college. Never. But, well, well. <laughs> a semester of community college. But I love that about you. Thank you got you, a 4.0, Molly. honey. Yep, English and acting. If yeah. I could talk and act, I'd be all right. Uh, can I give just a little bit of advice? Yes, that's why you're here. Even though I'm from Baltimore, I love Baltimore. No matter where you go, my advice is figure out what you want to do, and that will lead you to where you want to go. This is a man in a Ravens shirt talking. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Thank you for letting them know that. 
Well, no, I'm just saying you love Baltimore. I love Baltimore, like, truly, but I'm not. Through and, I'm, through. and I am saying don't go there unless you know what you want to do. I think yeah. she said she's from there. No, she wants she's to from like, there. be stoned yeah. and walk around the mountains. And, and don't stuff. worry about those cockroaches. We need them. Uh, yeah, like I think like an infestation is not like a really like an important thing to make a light decision off of. Like Rent I had Joe's bed apartment. bugs, but I didn't move move home to Boston. So like I really would just attack the cockroaches on a different level. Um, I don't know. Like if I were you, I've never been in New Orleans, but I love that like area of the South and um, I'm like obsessed with Tennessee. It's my place. I can imagine it being distracting though. There seems like it's always party. Oh, who doesn't love a distraction though? (laughs) Yeah, but then you can't get anything done. Okay. So like I would rather be overstimulated than understimulated, except that I did just move to like a more sleepy neighborhood because I felt overstimulated in West Hollywood. But I I do think that like maybe she can just move without outside of the city limits and yeah. just outside and she'll be better off. Yeah. Martin Luther King said, as long as you're moving forward, it's good to be moving. And it Honey, seems like if you're is that no- true. Yeah. I love that. You know that I had no idea. My nickname is Wikipedia. <laughs> Daryl Wikipedia Walter. No, but for real, like, who doesn't love a distraction, like Miles said, is true. Um, however, too much distraction, uh, time goes by too fast, and uh, getting yourself out of co- your comfort zone will help you. I would go for an into the wild moment without taking a diary and acting like a prick like that's that character. real babe like you know she I mean? just needs to shut just her cell phone off zone. and go like yeah. sit in the woods that's when i did my sabbatical in austin where i just like sent myself to austin texas for like four weeks and just was like bye world i know no one here i'm yeah. becoming a human like you need to maybe take a week of your life by the way i just want to point out that our producer christina lopez just mouthed to me that Derek's name is not Daryl, which I know we call <laughs> we call Derek Daryl Walters from time to time. My nickname's Daryl Walters. So, um, yeah. Okay, so it's time for our segment Drink Up, where I review a new drink every week. I don't know if you listened to last week. We drank almost a drink that could kill both of us and a raspberry Lilith fizz, which was delish and a total hangover bomb, but like fabulous at the same time. So um, this week we're reviewing the Blood Orange and Thyme Paloma, which we got from the lifestyleblog.com. We were recommended this by Heather Peterson, who did our logo, and she said that she had a fun, flirty time drinking this with her friends, which we just die for. Derek, what do you feel about fruity drinks generally? Generally, I don't do them unless I'm like at Margaritaville or something. Okay, so before we take our sip, wait, you go to Margaritaville, babe? Like, as ironic. I have to say, you like talk about parrot heads a lot for someone that doesn't live in 2004. Okay, let's enjoy this drink. Let's see what we got. <laughs> okay. Mm. Not bad. Not bad. I, I, very nice. Fir- very nice. The first sip I thought was going to be sour. And then it turned into be sweet, but not too sweet. Almost like um, a rosé, but with a little kick. Yes, and we used Pura Vida tequila and blood orange soda from Trader Joe's with thyme that came from God knows where. Chrissy the friend turn got it for us. Um, this drink is delicious. I, I love it. Yeah, for a tequila drink, honestly, with a, you know, margarita is a margarita. It's classic. You definitely are usually eating something cheesy like an enchilada or five-layer tip at the very least while you're drinking them. So like you're kind of have this like counterbalance with tequila. It's always a very... I don't know. It's, it's a troublesome. Good. It's a troublesome drink. Tequila is troublesome. Oh right? yeah, in general. But, but this for this drink, drink, I add like a six pack to a case to a keg. I give it a keg. Um. So try that, and you're going to be able to find the recipe on our blog, pleaseadvise.tumblr.com. And we're also just. Oh wait. I feel flirty gonna, too with this drink. You she feel was, flirty. Uh, that's what Heather was saying. That like she had a flirty time. Well, I kind of put those words in her mouth. Oh, okay. Um, but well, I still feel like I want to flirt with you. Oh, babe, thanks. Um, I hope you want to do that all the time. You can find Pura Vida Tequila, who, by the way, is not a sponsor of our show. 
They're on Facebook. They're on Instagram. They're on Twitter. Search um, for Puravita, but on Twitter you can find them at, at @tequilaperavita uh, or at @tequilaperavita. By the way, I will always admit I go like on one with these social media handles every single time I have to say them. So just double check me. Probably Google whatever I say so that you can find the actual source because I kind of just kind of make things up and yeah, most also, of the things molly says i have to google yeah he, he googles me all the time we also want to thank our friend chewy at pretzel crisps who hooked us up with like so many pretzels i have a bag of like 20 bags of pretzels at my house it's so chic what babe remember the first time you came over Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I love pretzels so much. And the first time I came over, Derek was like, I went to Derek's house. He he was like, what kind of snacks do you like? And I was like, oh, I'm kind of like, I love pretzels. That was like a week pizza. prior to her coming over. So I was like, <laughs> Maybe you thought were I'd be so... all sly, like, oh, I have these pretzels. Yeah, you were like, he, so I said pizza and pretzels. And he had like pizza flavored Pringles and pretzels. But like they were like, Pringles sticks like you kind of like went all out for me babe yeah you're my Alabama Worley I love you that's the sweetest thing you ever said I've said it a lot though I know but like publicly this is going public yeah fuck I know I I originally meant to just keep this podcast for my personal records but I didn't know this I gotta give the world what they want let's do it okay so let's get back to our calls. Thank you so much, Pretzel, pretzel Crisps, for <laughs> providing us with these delicious snacks. We're using the Sesame Pretzel Crisps with five-layer dip and guacamole from Trader Joe's. So also, good. thank you so much to Pura Vida. You guys are keeping us strong. Pretzel Crisps are keeping us Happy. under control. <laughs> and um, thanks. All right. Thank you. So good. I, I'll amount around recommend this stuff by the way you'll never hear me say something on this podcast that i don't believe in so unless they're giving me a lot of money and i'm not getting money from either of these uh companies i just really enjoy their products uh much like polar seltzer all right let's get back to the calls how do they choose the people to tell the stories on drug history like the blue mountain state guys thanks this is andrew Okay, so Andrew, you sound a little bit like a date rapist. Going to throw that out at the top. Uh, also, this is a very Googleable question. Um, Derek has answered this many times, but we're going to do a please advise not exclusive, and I would love to hear your answer, Derek. How'd you pick your narrators for all these shows? Well, I like Andrew. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, that Let's he... call him Drew. Like we're in. Hey, in Drew. With him. First of all. You were very specific with the Blue Mountain State guys, which if the Please Advise listeners don't know, that is Eric Falconer, who told the Ben Franklin story on YouTube and just recently told the Statue of Liberty story, and Chris Romano, who talked about his father, who was an arsonist, who also showed his penis, which is a common thing Chris Romano does, who goes by Romanski, by the way. Um... How they're chosen, they're my friends, or I know them in the comedy world. Um, that's how it started. And then this year for season two, I wanted to get new faces, new voices, and um, yours truly. And when I mean yours, I mean my girlfriend, Molly, and I met. I'd always heard about her. I met her casually. You had? Oh, Jesus. All right. Well, honey, like... Yes, we had met... Take me... I know. All right. Well, let's not go over that. Like, we'd met once and I wasn't receptive, but I didn't... <laughs> but, like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to meet you. We had 189 Facebook mutuals. Like, we should have been up each... Like, you should have been on my Mucci's, ass. Like, I didn't please know. Please save time. We had Mucci's. Um, so... Yeah, so that's but but, but what about the people to answer your question? Because obviously, like you just kind of like. Well, people will obsessed. say like, "Why do you always choose comedians?" And it's n not necessarily on just because they're funny. It's because comedians know how to tell the beginning, middle, and end of a story. So I choose people that specifically um, have a passion for a specific moment in history. 
uh, like to drink. I would never force alcohol on any human being. I came a little bit tipsy to my interview, by the way, because I had been at a Dodgers game all day. And like, I was like, oh, I'm not drinking today. And then I wound up like secretly drinking like six beers because I was like ashamed because I had announced at the beginning of the day that I wasn't drinking. But I was drinking. That I didn't know. Um, <laughs> but that's how Molly and I met. But to answer your question, Drew, you Blue Mountain State fan, which I believe they're making a movie now because of Kickstarter, not to name drop. Um, <laughs> uh, they're my friends, and they're funny, and they like to drink. Um, those are the qualifications. People always ask me, like, I want to participate. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just ima- no, I know, I know, I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, everybody people are sad. loves to come up to me and like, I gotta tell you about this, which I'm still trying to figure out a way to get out of. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna start playing the like legally. I can't hear. Oh yeah, well, hey, legal legal is good, but then also like I feel like you can be like, oh, dude, like I have to take a piss, like because you're in the bar. Yeah, but nine, then nine times yeah, that guy's waiting for you at the end of the bathroom. You got to be like. Uh, I'm gonna take like a 20 minute shit. You should head home. No, I say <laughs> legally, I can't hear your story because if we do it, you're gonna try to sue me. Drew, thank please, you for your question, and thank you. Be, I hope you keep watching Drunk History and the Blue Mountain State uh, movie. I hope you supported it, and I hope that you support not taking advantage of women at parties because I just feel like from your voice that you do that. And I do. Say, I'm sorry. Oh, can I say something yeah. for a callback? <laughs> Is there? A, can I do a callback here? Yeah, we accept callback. What call you back. and I connected on <laughs> is that our voices are judged of being stoned and drunk. We yeah. should not judge Drew for sounding like a rapist. You're right. <laughs> Baby, I love you. I was like starting to feel shamed and then you said that. You're the best. Okay, so we have a listener letter which we usually only save for like super juicy letters. I don't know if this is really super juicy, but I have I can speak to this directly. It says uh, it's from a woman named D, by the way. It says, "Hey Malls, I've been dating this guy for a couple months now and I feel like we could be on our way to being exclusive." Everything is really great so far. I love spending time with him. We enjoy the same things. He gives me space. But I think it's too much space. I brought it up before that I would like to hear from him during the week on the days that we don't get to see each other. He was receptive and said that it would be fine to chat more during the week, but it hasn't really happened. I'm the one who normally has to initiate any text that says, hey, how was your day? Thinking of you or whatever else you write to someone when you want to be (laughs) whatever else you write to someone who you want to be banging you. Then when he does text back, it's often one message that just cuts it off. Is he just not that into me? Is he just not a phone person? Do I even have the right to be annoyed that I don't hear from him much other than when we're making plans? I really like this guy and I can see myself as his girlfriend, but if it is this hard to keep in touch during the week, how hard will it be to have the are we monogamous relationship talk? Please advise. Okay, so D, I'm just going to start this out. He's just not that into you. You're absolutely correct. I I've mostly been in relationships where someone was just not that into me and it was it was a disaster like it was me being like oh I think this is something and then like it not be something because the guy turned out to just not be that into me when I first started dating Derek and I apologize to anyone who's like this is obnoxious like this is not a new relationship Derek and I after 10 months are still as obsessed with each other as we were the week that we like first started dating right Oh, yes. Okay. So Derek just passed out. So. Hello? Yeah. (laughs) No, keep going. When we first started dating, I had like kind of a meltdown on like week one, not to Derek's face. He didn't know about this till weeks later. But when we first started dating, I started texting my old roommate, Sarah, who I mentioned. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm dating this guy. I think he's fantastic. I don't know if this is like usual where it's like I'm making up that he likes me and that I'm like desperate and sad. And she said, girl, I read he's just not that into you. And it's really like it really tells you how he feels. So I speed read he's just not that into you. I read it in like three hours 
And as soon as I closed the book, I got a text from Derek saying, hey, how are you? And it changed everything. I really realized that like, A, I was a, 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 an afraid freak. I was a little bit afraid. And also like a Capricorn. So I'm like over planning and reading, um, overestimating like what a situation is going to be. Um, and he texted me right away being like, hey, what's up? And I was so glad she didn't say like, just finish reading. He's just not that into you. And what you should know is that freakishly enough, Derek, you were in He's Just Not That Into You, the movie. I'm in not that much of that movie. (laughs) But I do say great party. Yeah, Derek Derek had a black girlfriend. He goes, hey, great party, right? Yeah, that's my claim to fame. (laughs) Um, As a guy, uh, my advice, I hope that you use protection because this guy does this to a lot of girls. Ooh, babe, that's real. Um, <laughs> that's real. I know those texts. Those are real, like, guys that um, have read the game and they're fucking with your brain. And uh, let your vagina get fucked, not your brain. No, that's terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, he should be wearing condoms. The worry, he's, not. he's doing I this wanna, to two other girls. I want to at least. I want to let her know. Okay. <laughs> at least two more girls. I no, hate to I be like, the bearer of bad news, like, why but the that? fear of having that conversation of uh, I'm bad at pronouncing monogamy. Monog- yeah, monogamy. That's it. Don't okay, be afraid of that question because. That question will sober up that drunk, untrustworthy man. He will know now he can't play with you. But, hon, that was like, I feel the exact opposite, which is that she shouldn't have that question because when you don't, like, when you know, you know. Like, if you have to ask that question, it means it's not happening. If it's not a yes, it's a no. Like, if it's not him being like, hey, I want to lock you down. I want to actively pursue you. I'm into you. Like, you're like a cool chick. And if you're not into it, then it means, like, he's not the one for you. But, like, that is the guy you should strive for is a guy that's very clear about how he feels about you. Molly will roll her eyes. I often quote my grandfather, God rest his soul, Bill Shores. But he pointed out something that I relate life to and this question which is you'll always know when you're doing something right and you'll always know when you're doing something wrong i'm not gonna roll my eyes i actually have quoted bill shores on this podcast for saying that thank you yeah because i love that quote and you know we are given an instinct and we all know in our hearts what's right what's working what isn't working but it's our choice as individuals to take a stand and to listen so listen to your instinct, not your text message sound. That's real. That's real. And um, do what he's doing, girl. If you're at all capable of, like, you know, making a little dick rotation for yourself. Don't recommend like, her to do this. What? I'm just saying, like, make a little dick rotation. Like, it goes both ways. Like, if this guy has, for like, him? pussy like, get shuttling in... Get day rid of him, but let's get rid of, like, it. everyone fucking each other. Let's start <laughs> having people, like, You told being her to rela- wear condoms. I said I hope she's wearing condoms be- <laughs> with this guy because he's doing it with more than one girl. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go against Molly on, like, get some dick-on-dick dick action. Like, <laughs> put it in rotation. <laughs> Fuck that. Find someone Is you love. Is that what it sound like? No, I'll do a better impression do, later. Just like, no, I would love to just like. Unbeknownst to her, Christina, do you have a pistol? Thank you. Um, pistol sound. No, but I would say <laughs> uh, you sound like you're 28 to 30. Um, Dark. Real. Oh, sorry. 28 to 30. Just you don't have to have sex when you meet someone. No, just that's meet true. Some, you meet have to someone. Hold and, out a little bit, girl. And just hold out. And uh, not you'll to slut know. shame though, not to slut shame because that's a big thing. Like if this girl is into like, 
if she needs to meet people and she doesn't is know not, as many people as she knows. Uh, but she's not giving off the slut vibe to me. No, she's but asking questions about s- one guy. Honey, like slut shaming is like when you uh, chastise a girl for being sexually aware and sexually realized, which is what it sounds like this guy is. Like a lot of guys are sexually realized in which they can have one night stands or they can have sex with a girl and like not remember her name. We don't believe in slut shaming on Please Advise and we love our slut friends. Thanks so much for your letter, D. I hope that answered everything that you were wondering. Um, really hope it works out for you either way. Hey guys, don't forget that every single week we're going to be giving a song away that costs $1.29 in the iTunes store. Again, only the best for my listeners who A, retweet, B, reblog, or C, give us five stars and a review in the iTunes store. We will randomly select you, DM you, find a way to contact you, and get a song to you. Um, You'll be randomly selected. Well, it's not that random. I'll probably just pick someone whose Twitter icon I like. And as well, I'll be giving a call away to my favorite listener of the week, my favorite caller of the week. Um, Last week, I don't think I announced it. I was kind of on one. I want to give it away to the girl who had the red extensions and a severe weight loss. I kind of am obsessed with you. If you could please email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. I will get a song to you that I think will fit your life. This week's listener is yet to be determined, but stay tuned and you'll find out at the end. Thanks so much. As always, we appreciate your updates. We're not sitting here doing advice with our thumbs up or asses. We really do want to hear from you. The number is 323-450-7408. And when you have an update for us, if something major has happened because you've taken our advice or because our advice failed, we really would like to hear from you. This week, we have a call from a woman who called us a few weeks ago saying that her best friend of 10 years got married to a woman who's kind of like a bitter Betty. She's not fun to be around and he feels or she feels like she's missing out on her best friendship. So let's hear this update. Hey, Malls. Um, I am calling back. I called um, for a few, I think like a couple podcasts ago about my friend of like a decade getting married to some girl and she didn't really like me well um i saw them this weekend we were at a world cup you know get together with a mutual friend and uh, they walked in and she kind of just did like a room wave hi to everyone and sat down and uh he kind of did the same they sat next to each other and the only time i spoke to him was when we were getting food at the barbecue, and we were standing next to each other grabbing something to eat. We just kind of said, you know, what's up? I told them what's up, and then they left and didn't tell me goodbye, and he didn't, you know, talk to me besides, hey, what's up, and then, you know, grabbed his burger and left. So I'm pretty sure that we're not going to be grabbing drinks and, you know, hashing it out. Um, I think you're right about some people are just not going to be friends and, you know, he married her. So he, you know, is going to always be on her side, which I understand, but, you know, it sucks. And it's unfortunate that, you know, his and my friendship is going to end because his, you know, wife of a few months, you know, just doesn't want to get to know me. But, yeah, that was my update. We're probably not going to be friends, and when we see each other, it's just going to be a high-buy situation. All right, well, hopefully you're helping someone else. Okay, thanks. Bye. I am so sorry to hear this. I really do feel that this is an an unfortunate situation, but I do want to remind you when you say his wife of a few months, you need to remember that when you marry someone, you are making a lifelong commitment. So while it may have only been a few months since they got married, it's actually the wife of his life. You have to treat it like that. I've had friends get married before, especially guy friends that I was very close with and had a jealous wife step in and say, like, you're not allowed to hang out anymore with Molly. And that bums me out because I've lost a lot of good friends in this process. Well, at least two or three. And 
there's nothing you can do. I, I hate it. This is one of those things that like a breakup, it's a friendship breakup where you just got to cry it out. Like it's okay if you cry in traffic because you miss your friend. It's okay if if you have conversations about it with your husband or your boyfriend or your other friends. It's fine if you do that. Um, but the reality of it is, is that sometimes friendships outgrow themselves. And it seems like, unfortunately, that might be what happened here. And I didn't realize when you called that it was so um, uncomfortable between the two of you. But the situation that you just described is that he's like buckling for this chick and he's become not himself. And that's unfortunate. But again, you got to treat her as the wife of his life. And I feel for you. God bless. Next call. Hey, Miles, it's Erin. So I was just calling with a quick question because I know that you, like me, have a chihuahua. And I don't know about yours, but mine is a nightmare when anyone comes over to visit. Like, he's a perfect little angel when it's just me and my boyfriend at home. But anytime anyone else comes over, he barks and he, like, I don't know, he's not, like, he doesn't, like, try to get people like he doesn't probably bite them necessarily it's just like he's so damn loud and like it's just not fun and so I've tried a bunch of different things like I've tried to keep him in another room which like works but I would ideally like it if he could cohabitate anytime I guess over so I was just wondering if you had any suggestions and if your dog was normal and uh you know what you would suggest I do um I feel like the situation like, it's just, like, I'm so out of luck. Because Charlotte are, like, nightmare dogs. Like, they're so perfect and awesome, but also, like, nightmare. So, anyway, thanks so much. Bye. Well, this is a subject very near and dear to my heart. Chihuahuas are difficult dogs. I didn't realize that when I adopted a chihuahua when I was drunk at brunch when I was 24. I love wagon stuff more than anything in the world, but he is a very difficult dog. I want to be very clear about this. I love my dog. Chihuahuas are a difficult breed. I was not aware of this. They are very possessive, much like myself. Wagon stuff are very compatible, has a very compatible personality with me. We feed off of each other, I believe. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Derek, I know, is a little bit jealous that your dog gets along with your boyfriend, but I do have a theory that you need to put time in with these dogs in order for them to understand you. Christina, for example, she's been one of my very good friends for like five years now, and so whenever I say Auntie Christina to wagon stuff, he knows exactly who I'm talking about and he starts to like bug out. Like I don't even have to, Christine doesn't even have to come over. Like he just knows who she is. Same with Uncle Ed. Same with Auntie Blair. Wagon stuff knows who I'm talking about when I talk about people that have been around for a while. Even my friend Steven, Toasty Cakes, he is, uh, he's never been affectionate to Wagon stuff, but Wags knows exactly who he is. Derek, on the other hand, had a little bit of a hard time when he first rolled up, but Derek was the first person that I've ever dated or like casually known who I was very sincerely concerned about them getting along. And so I sent Wags to kind of like a, you go to the mountains and you're going to get your act together sort of thing. Well, maybe it's because you've been calling everyone else aunt and uncle and you call me Mr. Derek. Well, because he's not your he's not your nephew. Like he's your mom. Like you know, you don't want your mom to be dating your uncle. That's true. That's very true. What I would suggest to you is that you get your Chihuahua trained, take him up to have him sent. I did it like a scared straight program with Wags, and he really started to respond to it. But the training that continues on past the scared straight program is extensive and requires a lot of effort on your part. So please do that and um, keep it up. And other than that, just accept that this is the breed of the dog that you got. Beverly right. Hills Chihuahua. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. He does. I felt like when they made that movie, they were ripping Wagon Stuff's gorgeous face off. Um, <laughs> all right. Next call. 
Hey, Miles. Just wondering if you have an opinion on juice cleanses, and if you like them, what brand do you like? Please advise. Great question. This is a very L.A. question of you. Proud of you, girl. So pressed juicery cleanses are kind of popular in L.A., but what I found is that if you don't drink the Roots drink, you won't shit for the first three days of your cleanse, which is kind of the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. I did something called an ISO cleanse, and, like, things came out of me that I don't remember putting in. Like, I think I said to Derek, I feel like my eighth birthday cake just came out of me. (laughs) It's dark. Like, a cleanse is dark. At the same time, I'm very pro-borderline eating disorder, and I know that's not okay, but, like, I feel that if you work out and watch what you eat, like, you start to get kind of close to an eating disorder because it's so much fun to, like, watch the progress. You don't have a deep eating disorder i don't but but i like you know like a cleanse moment a lot of people view that as similar to it depends how long the cleanse is of course but also some people are against cleansing entirely because they believe it's unhealthy for you you're gonna get sick before you get better that's also a, a sign of a cleanse that you're doing I, I also can tell she's drunk and she's wondering what to do about that that girl. Which I think she should focus on. If you do drink, forgive me if I judged your voice. Um, take care of that. And there are many things to do of cleansing out. What do you mean alcohol. by take care of that? Oh, like drink. I don't think she's cleansing for drinking. I think most girls cleanse for weight loss. I might be wrong. Hey, I've never been a girl. If you're cleansing for drinking, that's one thing. If you're cleansing, like, to get toxins out, if you're cleansing for weight loss, I think that you should try something like the ISO cleanse if you're based in L.A. They deliver every day. It's super fucking expensive. But the one time that I did it, I had to stop after three days because it was, like, beyond effective. Um I don't know. Organic Avenue is a company that I've heard of that does great cleanses that also give you raw food in in addition to your juices. I do think that you're going to wind up breaking your cleanse at some point. I know that I got caught hovering over a red velvet cupcake last time I did a cleanse. Um, And yeah, I think that you really need to be aware of – I would do personal research for yourself – I really like pressed juicery juices as juice. I don't know if it's the best cleanse I've ever done, so I cannot endorse that. Beverly Hills Juice is another great company based in LA that has like beyond fresh juices. I believe that's what most people are basing their juicing lines off of right now. And yeah, just research what you think will be best for you, but remember that because something is trendy, it might not mean that you can only live off of it for a week. I think that you can supplement your diet with that, but you shouldn't just live off of it for a week because it's trendy. So no real answer, but Derek, have you ever done a cleanse? I have. You have? What'd you do? I did a juice cleanse. How long? Three days. Okay. How long? Wait, was that before we met? It was while we were dating. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah. And you came back looking so young and like, ha- like you really did. You can't, um, when I saw your face on FaceTime, we FaceTimed the last day of his cleanse, I like cried because I was like, you look so Petrified. fresh and like, no, you looked, you looked fresh. You looked well rested. Yeah, I think there are positive things uh, that come with it. But the one suggestion I would say of people that I've known that have done them, um, do it in doses. Once a year, like, people get obsessed with it. I have a friend that does a month every year. That's insane. Yeah. He just does the master cleanse for 30 days every year. He? Yeah. He has problems. Yeah. Um. Oh, for sure. Um. That's trying to escape something. Oh, for sure. It's like, oh, your father hit you. Got it. Um. But... <laughs> <laughs> for eating french fries one time at mcdonald's get over i'm it. deeply proud of you girl yeah for do it you're you're taking care just of yourself do it a and cleanse um, is taking care of yourself just don't get obsessed with it just remember to keep like good like do a laxative tea if you do the press juice recleanse because i'm serious those root juices are really hard to drink and you might want to skip it but like you will not shit 
<laughs> and so you're drinking all this juice and peeing 24-7 and you're like feeling like super bound up and like you want to die and you just need to like release. Those pretzels are great. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so thanks so much for listening to episode seven of Please Advise. I'm Malls. Thank you so much to my guest, Derek Waters. You can call us at 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. That's PLZ, again, because I don't know how to read. I want to also thank our very generous tequila sponsor, Pura Vida, for supplying us with the booze. We made a blood orange and thyme paloma from the lifestyleblog.com as well as the flacarita, which is their skinny margarita. It's basically agave and lime. If I can make it, you can make it because I'm like not skilled and I like improvise my recipes. Thanks, honey. I know he thinks I'm such a good cook. It's so cute. You can follow us on anywhere basically like on the internet. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Tumblr. Please advise. Just search us. But we're please underscore advise on Twitter. And we want to hear from you. Like we've given you advice that's touched your life. We want to know. We also are on SoundCloud. We're very happy to be a part of the Loudspeakers Network. SoundCloud has hooked us up. We are at soundcloud.com slash please advise. On Instagram, please advise. You can find Pura Vida all over the internet. Just search for it for their social. They're on Facegram, Facegram, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also want to thank our friend Chewy at Pretzel Crisps for sending us Pretzel Crisps for sending us a delicious bag of snacks, which we have dipped into. Guys, next week, just so you know, we're going to be doing something very special. Derek's going to be taking over the pod for me. I'll be here chiming in if I need to be. But for the most part, Derek is going to take over. He's going to have his own special guest who he will introduce. Mr. Derek. Yes, you will. And uh, Derek, do you want to kick off our last segment here? Sure. Uh, what's it called? It's called free advice. And basically, you just give us some free advice, something that's pissing you off, something that you think that people need to know that they're not asking about, but you want them to know. Do you have anything that's going on like that? I feel like there's one thing that's been going on for past like year, but now it's getting really extreme, which is on um, social media, people liking or faving uh, your picture or tweets uh, that you owe a phone call to. Oh, yeah, passive-aggressive. I know that word. Yeah. But it's being <laughs> used in a different way now, where it's like, oh, they like my picture. Oh, I guess I can call them Matt. No, I know what you're doing. I know I need to call you back, but I haven't talked to you in five years. Yeah. I appreciate you for liking the photo, but I'm still not going to call you. I think a lot of people wage war. With favorites and retweets, like I feel you like see how I've many been, times I liked it. Call yeah. me. I feel like I've been. I feel like I've been attacked via faves and likes, which is almost you know, it's manipulative. It's disgusting. I'm a major problem with that. You never liked my photos before. Now I owe you a call. Can I rant? Go, babe. Um, I also want to let people know that telling. I'm tired of people telling you what you do instead of uh, showing people what you do. I take a really great quote. You'll be surprised who said it. But the quote is, when you're good, you tell people you're good. When you're great, people tell you that you're great. Walter Payton, Chicago Bears. Deal with it. That's it? Well, I could go on about the faves, but I felt like you were on on one going off on it. I had a little on one, but I want you to get on one. Well, I'm just tired of people uh, thinking that they know you when they don't. Not you personally, but you in general. Like, um, eye contact is something that's really pissing me off. Um, without eye contact, we don't have communication. And the way that social media has kind of um, evolved... Uh, is eliminating um, eye contact, which eye contact creates communication, creates letting someone know how you feel. And my advice is don't wonder how someone feels. Ask them how they feel. I'm going to have this pretzel. 
All right, Derek, thank you so much for your nice free Nice to meet advice. you, by the way. Yeah, Thanks for pretending we're dating. Thank you. I'm so, yeah. It's like so cool to meet a hitchhiker in 2014. Legalize it. God bless, everybody. And I hope to hear you next time on a very special episode of Please, Please Advise, which is the name of my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where Derek Waters is going to be hosting with his own very special guest who he will introduce himself. And please be sure to watch Drunk History tomorrow night, July 22nd. Derek Waters directed it. My boyfriend's in four unions. So proud of him. And I'm shy. You're shy. You're fucking shy, babe. 10 p.m. Comedy Sench. <laughs> Comedy Sunch. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure you can download it illegally somewhere. All right. <laughs> On iTunes, you can buy the season pass oh, for $24.95. You, like, you like, do that too. What? I'm it's sorry. Like, I can't oh, advertise. Like, oh, no. It's like, do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Please advertise. I've had enough advice. <laughs>